The Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program presents the Lessons in Success podcast with Anna Steinfest. Every week, we will bring you the strategies and resources you need to build your business and add knowledge and expertise in order to have a profitable future for your business. Here's your host, the administrator of the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program, Anna Steinfest. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to our new episode of the podcast Lessons in Success. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer, and today we will talk about what your customers know that you don't know. Do you really know your customer? Hello, Michael. Hello, Anna, and hello to everyone out there listening in. Uh, We're here to offer you some quick ideas that can help you make your business better. And so here we are. You want your product or services to be useful and valued by your customers, Michael. So that's why we just wanted to make sure that we share this topic with uh, our listeners to kind of push them in the direction. Do you really know your customers? What they yeah, want? I think it's true for many of us as entrepreneurs or new business owners or uh, longstanding business owners that we have a product or a service that we're pretty much in love with. That's why we like offering it. The difficulty is that we fall in love with it and we don't continue to think about, but what is it that the customer is looking for versus why we like our product or service. So we're pushing you to also take that perspective uh, of what do your customers know that you don't know about what they're looking for, what they want, etc. cetera. Uh, How do you think the um, our listeners or the business owners can figure out, are they on the right track do their product or service satisfy their customers or not? What What is your recommendation? One of the first things to me would just be to look at what some others are doing and how they're creating that relationship that makes them finally sit down and listen to what the customer is talking about as opposed to what they think. We all work off of what we think and we get lots of confirmation out there telling us we're right when we probably aren't. Um, I'm fascinated, for example, by Starbucks coffee. Why do people sit in line, long lines of cars, picking up their coffee in the morning from Starbucks? Well, it isn't coffee per se. It's entertainment. It's a bit of status. It's the mystique. There's an emotional connection that people have with Starbucks. That's what sells coffee. We can get coffee anywhere. We can get cheap coffee, good coffee, and their coffee's good. But there's so much more they've built into that. What did they discover about customers that most other coffee manufacturers didn't know. Hmm. I'm, I'm just going to um, take one of your words, discover. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you discover your customer needs? Good question, Anna, good question. So, and I can, I can just add, and I will um, let Michael um, expand on that, but you should have a simple conversation with your customers. Again, we've talked about in the past during our podcast, but we'll remind you having a conversation, not giving them questions you want them to answer because you will not discover truly their needs, their, what exactly they want. Mm-hmm. I, that word discover is really important. Uh, I would propose too that you have to be willing to test 
and you ought to try, try a bunch of different prototypes. So what draws people to a company offering coffee? Well, I bet Starbucks tried a lot of different things before they hit on exactly what they were doing. And the, I forget the name that you, you call the person who's preparing your latte or your, uh, your, your special uh, thing that you like. But they had to learn that. That wasn't suddenly something in somebody's mind. Think of FedEx being able to deliver to you overnight. It was a grad student who, who thought of that in, in a class that, gee, I could do better maybe than the post office. I could guarantee it would be them be to them overnight and had to figure out how they could do that. But they went through a lot of discussions before they really f refined that offering to where it is today. Uh, I, I also think of customer service. Anna, have you ever sat wanting to talk to somebody about an unhappiness you have with the way their product works? And how long have you typically had to sit on the phone waiting to get through? Yes, long time, long time. But, but you know, the music is always good, isn't it? It's okay. wonderful music, tinny, mechanical. Yeah. Yes, yes. And at that point, you're like, that's it. I will not buy any product or service from that <laughs> from yeah. that company, no matter what. I had a company that asked me to wait an hour and 10 minutes before I could finally get to the person I was supposed to talk to. And then they wanted me to do a survey afterwards. They should never have asked me to do that survey. I wasn't kind. I'm a, I'm a customer. I'm not going to wait an hour and 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. But the other thing what, what you're just sharing is you're having a problem. Mm -hmm. This problem may be opportunity for the, for the company too. They have to review all their problems to make sure that they may discover some opportunities they're missing to upsell or to create different service mm -hmm. for their customers and capture additional audience. Because my motto is like, if a person is uh, talking about their problems more than five minutes, they will pay you to solve their problems. Mm -hmm. And there's a, again, playing to, to the, the emotion. I want somebody to solve my problem. That's an emotional reaction, to be honest. Uh, there's a fun story out there about a, a company that built a, a condo apartment complex uh, and they made it very luxurious and very nice and they were looking forward to all these sales and they were struggling and struggling and they couldn't figure out what it was. And they finally hired a firm to go out and talk to prospective customers and they found things they had never expected to find. One, customers uh, often being older adults wanting a condo, they want to bring in the family dinner table somewhere into that condo because when the family comes to visit they want to sit around the old family table that's an emotional piece this condo didn't build in dining who needs a dining room anymore so they didn't build in space they redesigned and rebuilt all the condos to have a place for the old family dining table the other thing was all these were people moving out of a home into a condo and sorting through a lifetime of, of things you've gathered they gave them a room in the basement they could have for 12 months to sort through their, their lifetime gathering of, of things and sort out what they were going to keep and what they were going to let go. And then they had to move that into a storage area. Who would have guessed either one of those would be important? You had to go ask the customer. And you have to make sure that uh, once you're thinking about um, your product or services or the customer needs, there, there is a... Um, kind of a common types of customer needs you have to consider. For example, when you're talking about more of a, if you have a product, uh, the product needs usually will include functionality. 
customer needs your product or service to um, to be to to have uh, to function the way they need in order to solve their problem. A lot of times, it's a price issue too, mm-hmm. or convenience, design, availability. So performance that is on the product side. When you're talking about um, if you're offering service, so the service needs maybe empathy, fairness, transparency, control. They need more options too. And if you're creating something for somebody to use as a tool, when, when a customer is solving a problem uh, or, or completing a job, often I call it a tool, whatever it might be, product or service. It can be so complex that you, you're sending them directions but have you ever had a customer look at those directions and be effective in using them? You ought to be testing that out. Uh, we laugh about the Christmas time when we had to put the dollhouse together for our daughter and A didn't fit B the way it said and you couldn't find a screw hole. We do a lot of that still. Now, I like to read instructions. Others like to see a video. Uh, depends on the individual. You probably ought to have both. But we need to study that customer to understand what they want, not what we think they want and like uh, we had the challenge in our previous podcast who will design a better remote control for michael because he likes his remote control to be simple <laughs> with three buttons <laughs> yes three buttons please folks understand yes simplicity for some people is extremely important they don't need this complicated um, features and we've talked about features uh, advantages and benefits also in our uh, lesson uh, in our podcast episode think how now we're, we're learning to smart wire our home so that we can open and close the door we can turn the lights on and off all these things we need to understand that some customers like that and some don't is there something we can sell the customers who aren't prepared to go quite that far and still we can offer them something good but we have to experience their experience we would like to challenge you and ask you um, how do you know and how do you ask your customers to make sure that your product or services is uh, the right uh, it's solving the right problem for them please make sure that you share that information with us i'd like to thank everyone for joining us today i am of course anna steinfest and i'm joined today by my co-host michael troyer Keep watching for us at Lessons in Success. This podcast was brought to you by the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protege Program and the Digital Department of Northeast Wisconsin Technical College.